Okay, this is it. This is it. We're live on the internet. I mean, we're not live. We're recording. Yeah. There's a difference. They won't know. <laughs> I feel weird recording this on a Monday. Yeah, well, at least you're not going to be the one editing it all day tomorrow. You're my, I want to say house bitch, but that doesn't really apply to the podcast. You could just call me your house girl. Okay, do the intro, please. <laughs> Hello, welcome to Fuck Me Dead, the podcast that brings you the stories from Australian and Spuddies that just make you say, fuck me dead. I'm CJ. And I'm Amanda. Coming to you live from our COVID-19 quarantine bunker, aka our computer room. Yeah, I was going to say we're just in a house. Um, (laughs) You're probably at home too. Yeah, probably. No matter what country you're in, you're probably on some kind of lockdown at the moment. Yeah. Is the US on lockdown? Only some states, right? It's a state issue. I feel like a lockdown is... To anti-freedom, um. and um, there's probably like some raging redneck out there right now with a massive boner firing his rifle in the air, being like, "You can't make me lock down Obama," because he probably still blames Obama for things because he's dumb. Thanks, Obama. Do you remember when that was a thing? Oh yeah, boy, Obama's just off chilling and wherever the fuck he's gone, he's like, <laughs> "I ain't dealing with this shit anymore." I tried to help you people. Fuck Why him. are you trying to insult Americans? Because it's easy. <laughs> I'm and they sorry. have a stupid measurement system. <laughs> oh, here we go again. Here we go a fucking again. And they've gone from like one case of COVID-19 to 35,000 in the same time frame that we went to 1,000. And I'm like, I've they've got a lot more people. They have a lot more people and a worse healthcare system. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, we might be the same size as America, but our population is very different. And There's more located... people in California than yeah. in Australia by a wide margin. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like... Kind of, it's kind of unfair right. to compare the two. Like, let's be real. Well, okay. Well, India's got one billion people, and they don't have anywhere near that many cases. Are they in the top ten? India? Yeah. No. Wow. Okay. I think they've only got like a hundred so if far. That. They've had it for a while, though. Like, we're right. talking as long as Australia. <sighs> don't, I don't. I don't want to make this too much of a downer, but God, our politicians are just like fucking useless. Yep. Even the ones that try to do the right thing end up not being able to do the right thing. So the whole system is just like. Bad. Fucked. Yeah. <laughs> like how you're all polite and went, bad. <laughs> bad. Because um, we're still not officially There's no on swearing lockdown. on this show. Um, there's a swear word in the title. No, it's censored. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, we're not really officially in lockdown yet. No. I think 12, midnight tonight it officially starts here. I um, I ended up watching that bullshit uh, press conference from ScoMo well, last night, the S- Sunday night one. And it was basically just him berating us for, like, we're children. Yep. It was the weirdest thing. Yeah, and he was just like, the states can't defy me. I was put here by God. Ree! Ree! I'm ScoMo! Yeah, it's a sad save affairs where the premiers have more sense than the prime minister. Papua New Guinea had one case of COVID-19 and they instantly went into lockdown. But also, to be yeah. fair, Papua New Guinea is going to get absolutely ravaged by COVID-19 if they don't get it under control. Yeah, but isn't that like everywhere? I mean, obviously not to the same extent or like in the same situation. It'll be really bad in New Guinea just because like there's a lot of AIDS and stuff there or there already and they don't have mm. the healthcare to support it at all. Um, yeah. So I think very smart decision by them. I hope it works. I mean, I mean they've will. gone this long without getting it. So fingers crossed. I mean, in their official, like we're ready for coronavirus they had eight beds wow okay that they're not going to be able to deal with it if it starts spreading again so. it's different 
place with different capabilities. All countries on lockdown as of tomorrow. You're not allowed to cross any of the borders. There will be no movement either by foot or canoe. I, <laughs> I love that that was specified. I love that it was in the canoe. I'm like, of course it would be. <laughs> you know, this is the thing that's probably what we should have fucking done. You already see what it was doing to other places. And we just went, oh, no, nah, she'll be right. Which I guess is a very Australian opinion, but still probably not great. I think I saw someone saying on Twitter just before, it's like, oh, uh, Prime Minister is saying he wants Australians to face this with the Anzac spirit. Which I read as like face miserable competitions and then die needlessly due to a government yeah. fuck up. I'm like, oh yeah, just sounds familiar. Mm. Mm. Anyhow, <laughs> anyhow, so. we just like dive straight into this episode with the most depressing shit that's going on in the Which world. Which is ironic because this episode we're going to try and avoid all of it. Yeah, my whole idea for this episode, and and you agreed with me, was that we weren't. We're going to try to do the exact opposite. I found the stupidest shit I could possibly find that should hopefully take your mind off it for however long this episode goes for. I absolutely struggled to find something. Uh, I eventually did find three stories. I wouldn't say they're stupid. They're certainly more like upbeat. Two of them do relate back to the virus, actually, but it's not like, oh, no, it's like, oh, okay, cool. That's nice. Something nice is happening from it. Okay, well, I didn't go that way at all. I found the, the stupidest shit. I don't know I how you do it. <laughs> I don't know either. Yeah, I don't <laughs> Because I had some other, like, I had some doozies of some stories to tell, but they're very depressing. Yeah, we don't want that today. We're avoiding that. Look forward to them next week. We'll we'll see how the world's going by then. I struggle to find ridiculous stories. Look, if it gets gets too bad, I'll share you mine. It'll be fine. But uh, (laughs) it might be a bit of a short episode. I could, like, the stories I found were not long. Mine aren't too long, but we'll see how we go. Hmm. We want to distract you. From all the bullshit that's happening outside of your house right now. I have to admit, though, I'm getting to a point where I kind of forget what it's like outside of the house. And to the point where, like, I go out and I'm like, oh, fuck, shit's still bad. <laughs> you, you you haven't got that yet? Um, Although this week's your first week, I guess. It's I've really only been home for the weekend. I've been home since last Monday. <laughs> yeah, I'll just be, it'll just be like I'm on school holiday in New Guinea again, just for a very long time. Well, in New Guinea, we used to get a month off for, like, term three. You think you're um, going to get bored? Mm. Probably. It's okay. I'll give you house bitch stuff to do. Okay. <laughs> so not psyched about that. <laughs> no. No. Achilles, help me. My first story is kind of boring. So maybe, like, it's it's interesting and it's like, oh, that's nice. I was just really struggling to find stories. So maybe you should go first. Okay. You think I should go first? Just so, like, I don't make everyone turn off the episode instantly. <laughs> you want them to stick around for a little while. Yeah. Get sucked in. Yeah. Then stay yeah. around. Right. I okay. promise you my second two stories are a bit better. Okay. But none of them are like, whoa. Okay, mine are just fucking dumb. The other stories I had were just like, oh my God. Like, like so bad? Awful things. But okay, like, yeah. We, fuck, what a tale. The world doesn't need that this week. I know. The world needs something good in Look, it. I search goofy stories Australia and I just can't find anything. Okay. Or it's like worldwide stories. I'm like, I can't use these. Mm, true. And then I go scroll through the news and it's all like, wait. <laughs> yeah, I know, like, there was no hope in hell of us finding, like, new news stories at the moment, because literally every single one of them is about the Rona, so. Yeah, well, it might have fairly recent, actually, um, but, like, I don't know where you find your older stories. Oh, okay. Yeah. My first one is an older story. This one, we're going back in the vault to Ooh. 2016. Wow, I didn't even live then. Yes, you did. Oh. And, uh... I mean, think back to 2016. The world was such a different place. Mm, mm. Not really. Wasn't 2016 <laughs> that year all those celebrities were dying? Yeah. Wasn't that the first year where people were like, stop, and then every year's just gotten worse? Yeah, pretty much. And now we're like, I think, reaching the peak of that. So, yay. I mean, you say that, but we've probably got like a depression coming on, possibly another world war spurred by it. Hopefully not the war part. I like to think we're beyond that now. Okay. Anyhow, just... what's your upbeat story? <laughs> 
I mean, this isn't an upbeat story. It's quite funny, though. That's all right. That'll do. Okay, so I feel like you've probably heard this story because I remember when it happened and I remember reading this in the news when it happened and it was like, oh my fucking God, are you kidding me? A 21-year-old tradie has become the unluckiest man in the world. Why do you think he was the unluckiest man in the world? He lost money. No. He was injured. In a way, yes. His balls hurt. You're getting so close to the area. (laughs) There's something up his butt. No. Okay, look, I'll I'll just tell you. He became the unluckiest man in the world after being bitten on the penis by a spider for the second time. (laughs) Not just once, but twice. (laughs) What is he doing? Okay. Oh, a spider's hole. Boing. Is that a cobweb fetish? Oh, God, I hope not. A funnel web hole is just a flashlight if you're oh, brave enough. Stop! No! <laughs> Jesus Christ. Jordan, who's an apprentice, was bitten on the dick by a redback spider on a worksite in Sydney South. And five months later, in the exact same portaloo on the same worksite, he was by bitten the again. Same spider. Might have been, who knows? Yeah, bitten again on the penis by a redback spider. Now, redbacks are venomous or poisonous? Venomous. Poisonous is when you eat it, right? Yes. Yes. They are venomous. They can be life-threatening. I think poison pee, put it in your mouth. Wow. Okay. That's a way to remember it. (laughs) So yeah, redbacks can be venomous. They're also a lot smaller than you'd think. They're more likely, it's more likely the bite is just going to really fucking annoy you. Yeah. If you're a healthy young person, you probably don't even need to see a doctor. Not saying that you shouldn't, but you would probably survive even without seeing one and getting anti-venom. anyway. If you're in Australia or if you come to Australia and you need this advice for any reason, there's a really easy way to tell if it's a red back bite or not. Because, like, you know, sometimes you might put your hand somewhere and you get bitten. You have no idea what's bitten you. There's a super easy way. Do you know what it is? No. Okay. I've lived here for however many years. Yeah. Okay. I'm sure I've heard. I swear I've heard this before, though, but I don't remember it. So, basically, around the wounds, your skin will sweat. Ew. So, you'll get, like, these little beads of moisture around it. Okay. That's how you know it's a red back. I wonder why. I mean, obviously, it's part of the reaction, but weird. Yeah. So that's like a very telltale sign that's a red back. The other sign is if you see the spider and there's a red thing on its back. Yeah, that's, that's probably the more spider. easy way. And to they're know. a lot smaller than you'd expect. But the thing is, red backs. The one we had in our yard is the biggest one I've ever I've seen. I've never seen far. one that big. That was that was normal. huge. That was, was like the size of like a nail kind of thing. I would say it was big. Like it was, red yeah, backs it was big. are usually like maybe the size of your pinky nail at most. Yeah, that was thumbnail size. Yeah, it was. It was I hope that wasn't that's about not to burst legs. out babies. <laughs> that wasn't including legs. No. Yeah, that's just the size of the body. But redbacks usually hide under stuff. Mm. So you're not always aware that you've been bitten by one. Yeah. Because, um, like, I remember when I was a kid, we had, like, a pool in our backyard that had, like, a railing thing around it. They used to love to get underneath there. So if you'd just put your hand on the railing and it jumped out and bit you, no idea what it was. Actually, when I was moving those um, succulents around on the weekend. Yeah. In the space where when people came over, a little house spider came out under them while I was moving. Ugh. I was like, oh. Yeah. I don't like spiders. They're not going to hurt you. It's just a little house spider. Yeah, that was just some weird information on redbacks. Mm. I don't really know why I included that, but here we are. Safety advice. Yeah, pretty much. PSA. I I actually never knew uh, that you would probably live from a redback bite with no interference if you're young and healthy. I only heard about it recently. Yeah, same. Yeah, same. Otherwise, I thought that like you were fucking dead. If I you got... certainly grew up believing, yeah, if you got bit by a redback, that maybe you. like you get told that as a kid, just just to, to be careful. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> like certainly the first two times I encountered them were when I was like, uh, I saw my first redback when I was about 10, 11, mm. just on the street. And back then I was like, oh shit. So I stepped on it because I'm like, these kill people. Mm. I'll get rid of it. Yeah. I mean, poor spider. That is probably the safest approach is just kill it. Yeah. <laughs> There's plenty of redbacks in the world or in Australia. It'll be fine. Mm. 
<laughs> okay, so I've got a got a quote from Jordan here, the the poor the poor guy with Is the Ah oh, my dick <laughs> I feel like he was interviewed after. <laughs> So he said, this is the first time I've used a portaloo since then, then being the first time. It just got freshly cleaned out and it had this little crevasse underneath the actual bowl so I couldn't lift it up to check. I thought I was safe and then obviously not. How's he been using the toilet at work since? He also claimed to check the toilet seat before he sat down but didn't notice the spider. Maybe he was just holding onto it or going to a Macca's. I don't know. He's on a construction site. He's just digging little holes. Or, or that. Welcome to your new home with the... Little poo, poo holes under it. in the back in the backyard. <laughs> um, so the spider bit him in pretty much the same spot on his penis. It's the same spider. And Jordan claims that this one is more painful. So I guess don't get bit by a red back twice in the same spot. Cause apparently, the second time sucks more. <laughs> That's not the kind of sucking you want down there. Oh lordy, <laughs> lewd. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it was there. I had to take you it. You had to. That's fine. Got another quote from him. Yeah. This this one is a bit sore. It seems like it got a better shot at me this time. It's redder and a bit more swollen. It hurts a bit more. I got a tetanus and anti-venom yesterday. My question in is, his dick? did that get injected into his dick? Because if so, oh. my God, I don't even have one and it hurts. I think tetanus usually goes in the butt. I've had it in my arm. I've only ever had it in my arm as well. But I think they usually put it in your butt. Okay, so good. Hopefully it was a butt one, but still tetanus is like one of the more... Oh my God, tetanus shots are so painful. I hate them. It hurts afterwards. Yeah, it doesn't hurt when you get it, but then it's like bruised and sore for days afterwards. Mm, Maybe that's damn. why they like to put it in your butt, a bit more squishy. Yeah, goddamn tet anus. Yes. Okay. <laughs> that's why it goes um, in the butt because it's called tet anus. Oh my god. <laughs> Jordan was released from hospital that night and will return to work once the swelling has gone down. God, I bet you gets an absolute grilling for everyone at the construction site. Oh my site god. Now. Okay, but I mean, like, I don't have a dick, so I can't really imagine the pain of being bitten by a spider on it. <laughs> I'm trying to think of, like, an equivalent for women, I suppose. I don't know. I'm not sure if there is one. Probably not. Like, there'll be things that'll be like, I can say to you like this, and you're like, yeah, that sounds painful, but the pain's probably not the same. Mm. I mean, I just recently got bit by a spider, and that kind of sucked. You think? We're probably certain you were. I'm fairly certain about the spider. right now? It's still like big and red, but, but the, big the swelling area, has yeah. gone down. And like the yeah. red around has gone down. That'd be fine. Just like woken up with this like massive red welt on my arm. Well, it's like how I woke up with that rash all over my face yesterday. I don't know. Mystery things are happening in this house. Exactly. A ghost. Rash ghost. <laughs> okay. Well, now that we've had a fun story, let's bring the excitement down a bit. <laughs> Historic community landmarks saved from demolition by ordinary Australians. Evelyn Leckie, ABC News. Volunteers across Australia are pushing to preserve historic landmarks in their towns. Across Australia, people are fundraising, petitioning, and enlisting advocacy groups such as the National Trusts of Australia to persuade councils to save historic buildings, on average about 100 a year. Okay. Because I will say, when we moved to Melbourne, it was certainly one of the things I noticed straight away. I'm like, there's a lot of old buildings still around here, and it's kind of cool. Yeah, Sydney, less like that. Yeah, and like, I mean, Australia doesn't have a lot of very old buildings, because like... It's, only, it's not old. <laughs> it's only been, quote-unquote... I don't want to say settled here, but like white settled yeah. for a few like, Aboriginal buildings were more temporary for the sounds like they were more nomadic. Mm-hmm. Although yeah. I'm hearing things recently, maybe it was, there's not enough information out there, so I'm not going to make any claims on that, but certainly there's no historic, like super old, go to London, no. go to like Japan, go to China, go to India. You don't have your, like your super ancient structures. Yeah. No, nothing like that. So I think like your oldest settlement buildings here are 17, mm. 1800s. So there aren't a lot of them. Yeah, so I think it's kind of cool, like, trying to preserve them. Especially in Melbourne, like, I like seeing all, like, the turn of, like, Art Deco era stuff, because I like Art Deco. 
Well, I think in Sydney, all of the old stuff is really confined to one area. Yeah. Whereas in Melbourne, it's pretty much everywhere. Yeah. Like we go down like Brunswick and there's old buildings there. There's the, we got a jail up the road that's a couple of hundred years old. Yeah. Uh, the town hall that's been between us and that, that's a hundred and something old years old mm. as well. Uh, quote, what we find is there are so many competing demands for ratepayers, funds and council areas that it's really up to the community to have a strong voice to put their heritage first. We petitioned to councils to amend local planning schemes to apply heritage overlays over significant buildings. That's from Felicity Watson, executive manager of the Victorian branch and the National Trust. Uh, so buildings I've saved include the Castlemaine Market Hall, which is in Castlemaine, Victoria, if you can believe it. No, I am. Uh, that building's 158 years old. It's almost been demolished twice. And it actually kind of looks like, I looked it up, it looks like a little miniature version of the Royal Exhibition Building that we went to in Carlton. Right, we okay. That cat, that cat thing. The cat show thing, yeah. yeah. So after falling into disrepair, it was saved and restored all the way back in 1974 by the National Trust of Victoria and where it was once used as a market of 22 stalls selling like meat, veg, poultry and they also had live animal auctions there. So you could go buy like... A bit controversial at the moment. Yeah, but you could go and buy like, cattle for your farm and stuff as well. Right, okay. That's what a live animal auction is. Today it's a tourist information centre and exhibition space so it's an art gallery. Right, okay. Uh, many councils in regional areas of Victoria are now actually starting to listen to the National Trust a bit more to save their heritage buildings as they are apparently quite a tourist attraction especially like bringing out of town money and people. So last year there were 34.6 million visitors to cultural heritage sites across Australia. Wow. How much do you reckon they spent? I don't know. 32.2 billion. It's a lot of dollars. Yeah. Queensland's National Trust, Jane Alexander, said, quote, these include... Why am I taking this quote here? <laughs> eh, it doesn't really make sense in the context where I left it. I must have forgotten to put some more information there. Anyhow, basically they were saying things like you need to have effective legislation and willing owners to look after the buildings. Uh, and then obviously like the community wants to have the building there as well. I guess if people right. are like, we don't like this old building, get rid of it. Well, you're going to get rid of it. Queensland branch of the National Trust saved a 19th century brick covenant building in Cooktown, which is now the James Cook Museum. And it was originally built in 1888 as a covenant for the Sisters of Mercy, who left during World War II to flee inland and they never returned. Do we know what happened? They went inland to some other place. <laughs> oh, that's it? That's it. I thought there was going to be like some like cool mystery around that. But no, no, sadly. Okay, okay. No, so that's my boring story of like, well, at least something's being preserved. It's <laughs> downfall. So as the apocalypse is happening, we're saving some of our history. Yeah. Okay, cool. That's it. So for the, the survivors at the end. <laughs> Look, it was this or a story about gardening, all right? We're gardeners now. <laughs> we are. That was the one I was talking about earlier, where it's like plant leafy greens and things like that. Uh, like, oh, okay. You know, Bunnings has been bought out of seedlings, apparently. Yeah. Speaking of plants, this story is sort of about one. God, we got to our third story already. Yes. We and are. we're 20 minutes in. <laughs> flying through this episode. Holy shit. Okay. I'll talk more bullshit. Your story was easy to talk bullshit about. So. Yeah. <laughs> My next ones are better. Okay. It's kind of hard to talk bullshit about old buildings. Yeah. I know. I should have found one that was haunted or something. Oh, that would be cool. That would have been way better. It's okay. There is that one house. Which one? That really haunted house in New South Wales. The Monte Carlo? Maybe. That's like Australia's most famous. It (laughs) It is, but it's It's also a haunted house. Well, it's not even a house, it's like a homestead. Is that what Monte Carlo biscuits are named after? (laughs) You know what? Arnott's is an Australian company, no. (laughs) I think so, yeah. You know, or it really, was at one point anyway. In Strathfield, or North Strathfield, is the old Arnott's factory. There's a really mm. good pub in there called Cookies. It still has like the original, like outside of the building, doesn't it? It does, yeah. Yeah. They do a good snitty down there. I'd say go, but pubs are closed. No, don't do that right now. They might be doing takeaway. Check it out. Yeah, our local pub is still doing takeaway and the bottle shop is still open. I will say, I think that's one thing, like everyone's panicking about groceries and all that other bullshit we shouldn't be panicking about. Go get some food from like your local businesses that are struggling to... 
yeah. make money. I've got a lot of people I know in the hospitality industry from when I used to go drinking a lot, and they're all like, help. Yeah. Um, they're recommending you buy gift vouchers and things from them now to mm. use later, just so that they have some cash flow. But yeah, a lot of those bars I used to drink at in Sydney, they've got they've got nothing. They've just got to close. I mean, you know, things closing is affecting everyone. A, a lot of businesses. Um, like I volunteer at a cat shelter and that's now shut down and it being open is what brings them money. Yeah. So and we went there two nights to do our normal roster and there were no cats. Yeah. The cats They're are all, all in foster care and no one can come visit. And yeah. So that's a bit sad, mm. but you know, I think if you can, obviously don't stretch yourself thin, but like if it's possible for you, you know, support local stuff that it's needs supporting I'm doing right my now. Second story now because that's a great segue. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Maybe you can cut this and, re- nah, and move it around. That's too much effort. <laughs> okay, well, back to my plant in quote marks story because that was a beautiful segue before I bullshit on about nothing. Um, <laughs> this story is actually it's not that long ago. It's from 2019. <gasps> I was alive then. Same. Um, <laughs> I think you know this story because you actually read out the headline to me once, and I'm like, "No, don't look at it," because <laughs> like this, this was this was the first story I bookmarked oh. when we were starting to think about actually doing this. So, right, okay, the, I don't remember this is the it, first one. The headline might spur my memory. One. I'm not going to tell you the headline. Oh, 2019 does seem like a long time ago, doesn't it? <laughs> A man has suffered numerous sinus infections over 18 years before doctors could figure out what the problem was. This is ringing a bell. Yeah. <laughs> what was up there? When this guy went to prison, he snorted a cannabis-filled balloon and <laughs> thought he swallowed it, but it was actually just stuck up his nose for 18 years. <sighs> when I read this, I was like, how would you not know that something is stuck up your nose? Right. Like, you would feel it, no? are they not, like, he's had these issues for so long, or did no one think to, like, scan his face earlier? Maybe not. I don't know. I mean, okay, you go to a doctor for a sinus infection, they're going to tell you to take Sudafed and go home and rest. Yeah. To be honest. Um, because, yeah, that's not even what he, went, what he went to the doctor for. But you'd feel it, right? You'd feel it. I'm like, in there. okay, so all the time. you snort up a bag of cocaine. No, no, not, not cocaine. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That was Cannabis. serious. Cannabis. And, like, wouldn't you feel where it got caught? Or, like, think to yourself, where did it go? Yeah. Because you wouldn't have, when you go to get it later, or, like, poop it out, you're like, hang on a minute. Yeah. I'm like, how? How do you not know? So the headline, to refresh your memory, was man sticks cannabis in his nose, forgets about it for 18 years. <laughs> You'd have difficulty breathing for all that time. Yes. Because it's obviously, it's stuck, because like the, that hole goes up to the back of your throat mm. and comes back down. Yes. So I'm like, how do you not know? How do you not realize that that's what's happening to you? How do you live 18 years? After going to the doctors because of sinus infections and headaches, the now 48-year-old stash of weed was found up his nose thanks to a CT scan ordered at Westmead Hospital. Did he get to smoke it in the end? Considering that cannabis is illegal in Australia, I don't think so. <laughs> I should have let him do it anyway. <laughs> Initially, the doctors thought that it was a calcified lesion in his nasal passage. Ooh. Do you want to see the um, the scan? Yeah. Like, you see that white thing? On the left? Yeah. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Don't do drugs. <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't until a surgeon went in that they removed what the report described as a rubber capsule containing degenerate vegetable slash plant matter. Weed. Was it just like a rubber balloon? Or? Yeah. Yeah, it was. How do you even snort that in the first place? I don't know. What was his plan? Was he planning to like snort it up into his nose, blow it out later and use it? Sounds like it. But then I'm like, how do you control how far up your nose it goes if you're snorting it? 
How do you even snort a rubber balloon? Yeah, I don't know. Like, I have so many questions. <laughs> Mysteries. After it was removed and he was questioned, that was when he remembered that his girlfriend had given him a gift of some weed before he went into prison. He put the balloon filled with weed up his right nostril, but ended up inhaling it further than he thought. It still didn't occur to him that this might be the problem after he started getting sinus issues straight after. Where did he think it had gone? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he thought he swallowed it. <laughs> You'd see it in your poop. Uh, so she was in like a balloon. So the happy ending is that he can now breathe much easier. And uh, he's reported that he's had no further issues with his sinus or headaches after it was taken out. We're going to get like, would the police come around and charge for possession? 18 years of possession. <laughs> I mean, from that CT scan, it was the tiniest amount. I'm not even sure you would get done for possession for that. 18 years smuggling illicit <laughs> goods into prison. Well, we'll just take that segue from before about helping out your local okay. areas and just pretend we're still talking about our audience. Well, pretend, look, as your listeners, pretend we had that conversation now. Yeah, excellent. Coronavirus Australia. Doctors and nurses get free coffee. I'm in the wrong industry. Yeah, because that's the reason to become a doctor or a nurse is the free coffee. Stephanie Beto, news.com.au. Hardworking doctors and nurses fighting the coronavirus pandemic are being given free coffee to get through their shift thanks to the generosity of everyday Australians. Most states are entering lockdown this weekend in some form, well, this week in some form or another. However, hospital and health workers, hospital staff and health workers, rather, I should have written, will be continuing to work and putting themselves at risk to treat those already infected and to slow and or hopefully stop its spread. I mean, I doubt we're going to stop it this week, but, you know. Stay hopeful. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. This is upbeat. Yeah. Kaylee Smith, she set up a GoFundMe page, raising, hoping to raise $5,000 to buy coffee for doctors and nurses. Uh, she managed to reach this goal in three days. Okay. Quote, we are trying to help our local healthcare professionals by buying them a coffee, tea, or snack during the COVID-19 crisis. We are starting with serving coffee, tea, and snacks every night at Sydney Royal North Shore Hospital via Short Black Night Shift is a business oh okay um, i was like you. what is that, <laughs> we'll that uh, we're looking to raise funds for our local community to show our support and care as these healthcare heroes are on the front line of the covid19 crisis from talking to local doctors and nurses their number one ask was for a good coffee to get them through a shift we're donating 100 percent of the funds to the coffee cart called short black night shift who's already visiting hospitals in sydney to deliver coffee nightly so short black night shift is one of what i've looked into this i found several coffee carts or coffee vans you know you see them they usually go to like business parks the ones where they like toot their really loud musical horn to get people to come downstairs? Yeah, kind of like that. But they specifically target night shift workers, which makes sense. Interesting. Well, you never would have thought about it. So yeah, they drive around. They only operate at night time. And they obviously go to hospitals and other places with their night shift workers. And they provide See, I've coffee. never really thought about that because I'm usually asleep at night. Yeah. But as someone who used to do night shift and would occasionally, you know, do a 3 a.m. Macca's run to get coffee, I would have appreciated Conv- it. It would have been convenient. It would have been a lot more convenient than having to duck all the way out to Macca's. So due to its success, the fundraiser is now trying to expand to cover other hospitals. They'll be starting with Sydney's Royal Prince Alfred. Good old RPA. Mm-hmm. So if you want, you can follow them actually on Instagram at Buy Them a Coffee on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Or if you'd like to donate to the page uh, or to the fund, rather, you can go to GoFundMe.com slash F slash Buy hyphen them hyphen R hyphen coffee. And when I looked up at it today at 4 p.m., they were up to nearly $15,000 raised. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Pretty good effort. Which is a lot of coffees, because usually oh, yeah. coffee's only about 3 to $5 on average. Mm. So, you know, 100 bucks is 20 old coffees. I think it's, like, nice. And I feel like this always happens, that when something really bad happens, people are generally just, like, nice. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, even though, like, a terrible thing is obviously happening right now. And we're seeing a lot of selfish people. Uh, yeah, we're seeing a lot of selfish people. It's just nice to see that there are still 
people out there who are willing to give each other a hand. It's like that lady who came around to our house the other night and she started yeah. a Facebook group for our street. We don't know any of our neighbours. We haven't lived here for that long. We no. haven't really met anyone. So, um, But she came around and she's made a Facebook group for our street basically saying like to help like anyone on the street. Mm. So any of our neighbours can be like, I need this or I've seen this. Like there were someone on our street reported that there was toilet paper and stuff at the supermarket recently. They which didn't I'm say like, which well, one though, which is a bit annoying. We don't need it anyway. But, but. apparently it has been back in the supermarkets. Mm. So maybe we're going to see the end of empty shelves maybe one day soon. <laughs> Mm. Probably not this week, but hopefully one day soon. Um, I mean, eventually they've got to run out of space to keep all that food, right? Oh, that's why they're buying freezers and stuff. Eventually they've got to <laughs> run out of space for freezers. But yeah, so it's just nice to have people do nice things for other people who need it. Yeah, that's my whole story. That's your whole story? That's my whole story. I told you it's going to be a short episode this week. Oh, Lordy. <laughs> and I'm up to my last story. And I've told you this one before. What? Oh, is this uh, in one of the lost episodes? One of the lost pilot episodes. I yes. should go back. I've got those bookmarks, so I might be able to drag one out of there. Yeah, well, why don't you? Because you know, the people listening haven't heard them before. I know, I know, I know. I wish I could bring back that Mexican penis story <laughs> from the from the very first test episode we ever did. I was going to say, for those that don't know, we did a test episode, but it was with non-Australian stories. Yeah, and I just story about. Man claiming to have the world's longest penis. Turns out it was all foreskin. So it wasn't really. I mean, it was the world's world's longest longest penis penis skin. I feel like that's not the record you want to have. (laughs) I feel like the other one is the one that's more desirable. I just love that. The the guy who does have the world's longest penis is statement. He's like, no one's as long as I am. (laughs) (laughs) It's always gotten like. Uh, Well, I mean, we will leave it open to, you know, one day maybe doing international specials. Maybe one day. We'll see. Don't raise your eyebrows. I mean, one, at me one like of that. my one of my stories that I didn't do this week that I was going to is a Papua New Guinea one because I haven't done a PNG story in a while. Mm. And I think my really good PNG story about the bank heist. Yeah, was that in a pilot we never did, or did I actually get that out in the? No, I'm pretty sure that came out. That was like one of the first episodes. I thought so. Yeah. Okay. Good. I couldn't remember if I did it in a pilot. I never got aired. I was like, should I bring it back, or if I did it in one of the very first episodes? No, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it was one of the really early episodes. Pretty sure. Cool. Pretty sure. Pretty sure. <laughs> Anyone listening Someone out there, tell if, you want, us. <laughs> if, you, if you don't know my PNG bank heist story from an earlier episode, let us know and I'll retell it. It's a, it's a, it's a good story. It was. It was a wild ride from start to finish. Yeah. I don't have the notes still though. Well, you shouldn't. Well, I'm pretty sure we've done it. I'm pretty sure it was in one of the ones we released. I mean, if it's in one of the early pilot episodes, we've still got the recordings, don't we? No, I deleted them because we can never use them. I thought we were saving them for like... No, we can never use them because they're like... Okay, <sighs> look. Our first three episodes, we fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we yeah we can't ever use them. They're never being released. So that's why okay. I'm reusing the story because it was it was a good one. Well, I've got all the bookmarks still at least. Hmm? I've got all the bookmarks still at least. Well, there you go. You're fine because this was pre us doing notes. Yeah, that was back when we just read the article, which we've learnt since then is copyright and you can't do it. So I must not have done it because I didn't just read an article. I like wrote it. Yeah, myself. no, I'm pretty. I'm positive it was one of the early episodes. Okay, well at least this has drawn out some time. <laughs> You're probably going to cut most of this because we repeated ourselves five times. <laughs> Jesus. No, I'll leave it in. <laughs> okay. Well, We're like going I going insane in quarantine. And I've only been in it for a day. I'm day eight, right? <laughs> date. Is this a date? Is it? No. Okay, good. I was going to say, <laughs> it's a bad date to bring someone on. <laughs> 
like that. You come on a date with me, we'll do a podcast. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure that pickup line. Oh my god, worked. I wonder if that's ever happened because I'm sure there are podcasting people on Tinder. Oh, and they're like, oh, come round and you can watch me record an episode of my podcast. No, 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 live. no. I reckon it's more like come round and then you get like sucked into an interview about Tinder dating. Oh my god. Actually, someone make that. That's an excellent idea. Are you kidding me? What? Should we that has to be it? a thing. Should we do it? Just I hate to break this to you, CJ, but you already have a girlfriend and it's me. I know, but like <laughs> the people we're not we're not actually wanting to date them, we just want to interview them. Wouldn't we both... that be real awkward when you get them here and I'm here? And I mean, there's only one bed? No, they're not they're not staying. <laughs> they're just sitting here for the interview and then they're No, leaving. but I mean like they're never gonna believe that we're not together. I'm not gonna say we're not. Okay, calm down. Just trick them to come here for the interview, is all I'm saying. <laughs> I don't think you can just trick people into doing things. Sure I can. The government does it all the time. Ah, oh, that's true, actually. <laughs> and besides, you'd be doing it as well, so we can get both men and women in. <laughs> get on I'm, that grinder as come well. Come on, I can't be the first one to come up with that. Someone else has already thought of it, surely. Maybe. Tune in next week for we lure in <laughs> randoms off the internet to interview in our... We're not doing that. In our corona bunker. Actually, they'll have to stand outside and we'll just talk to them through the window. We'll have to get like a really long cord and we'll put the microphone outside. <laughs> you reckon Tinder's stocks are falling because of coronavirus? Oh, definitely. No one can go on a date. I reckon people... Are people too scared to fuck right now? No. AIDS didn't stop them, so why would corona? Yeah. Fair point. Do you remember... Okay, this is going way off topic. Do you... Re- you wouldn't actually. You were too young. You don't remember the Grim Reaper ads? They were fucking terrifying. I remember being a, a small child when they came out. Mm-hmm. Have you seen them? No. Oh, I have to show you them. They're fucking terrifying. I mean, they scared me as a child, so they worked on someone. Good old, old timey drug PSAs and shit on TV. Jesus. They were scary, though. Like, like the ones where it's like, this is your brain. And then she like scrambles the egg. And she's like, this is your brain on crack. And then she like smashes up her apartment. It's an American one. I was going to say, I've literally never seen this. What the fuck? Do you know who Pee Wee Herman is? Yes. He did a drug PSA. <laughs> and he's he like sitting there just staring at the camera and he holds up a little little vial and he's like, this is crack. It isn't glamorous or cool and it can hurt you. Oh my God. It's just Pee Wee Herman in character telling kids about crack. Kids, you probably didn't even know what crack was to begin with. They do now. <laughs> Pee Wee Herman's probably. <laughs> I feel like there's no good segue now into my story. Australian animals are <laughs> fucked. What? Australian animals, man. They're fucked. In what way? They're just horrendous. 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 The poor, fat, healthy penguin from last week. He's that was all right. He's not even from Australia, though. He's from Macquarie Island. Then what are you saying? There's only one acceptable Australian animal. Quoll? The quokka. Oh, quokka soccer. Quokkas are so fucking cute and they don't do anything to anyone. They just exist and they're cute. What about possum? Not brush tail. I was going to say, it depends on the possum because some will ring rip tail. your face off. Well, mind you, my worst injuries I got when I was doing stuff at the zoo was from a ringtail possum. Ringtails are so little and cute, though. They are. <laughs> uh, and to be fair, it was it was, it was was scared. I was just trying to get it to go back in a box mm. and it was like, nope. Blah, 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 blah. And then my fingers Well, would you want to be put in a box? You know, I never thought about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. Some possums are terrifying. Yeah, brush. I the brush tail was the one I always got the warning about. They're like, you're not allowed to go in the brush tail exhibit by yourself. I'm like, okay. Yeah, what's no. gonna do to me? I mean, they're the size of small dogs and sort of aggressive if they have bibbers. Bibbers, bibbers. So no, possums also not an acceptable creature. I mean, they're cute. But... Those little rats I talked about a few weeks ago. In the I mean, I feel like Australian they probably couldn't episode. do much to you. What are they called? I don't know enough little, about little, them. Little hoppy rat things. They were cute. <laughs> hoppy rat things. No, hobby... don't, don't don't look up the name. I want them to be little hoppy rat things. <laughs> the little hoppy rat things. <laughs> <laughs> little. Hoppy Australian <laughs> rat. Googling that? Yeah. 
It's going to be like, do you mean a wallaby? Wallabies are bigger than a rat. No, but like, like, is that what you meant? It's like a donut or something, wasn't it? I don't know. I hadn't heard of it before. Donut, I don't know. They're pretty cute though. (laughs) Bilbies? They've all got cancer. It is. It's really, it is hard to think of like acceptable. Wallaby. You know what? Actually, you're right. Wallabies are also acceptable because they're not big enough to actually kick the shit out of you. Mm-hmm. If they see you, they're just going to run away from you. And, when and I they're was also at very the cute. Zoo, they came bounding over to me and they would like get down next to me and they'd stretch up with their arms up like that. Aww. And then the keeper yelled across the enclosure to me that they wanted a pat. So <laughs> I had to pat this wallaby. I was like, okay. Oh, that's so cute. They were very friendly. They were very sweet. The quokkas, on the other hand, were having none of my shit. They were gone. <laughs> they were leaving. But that was like in a park where they were kind of used to people and stuff. Yeah, well, I mean, the wallaby I encountered was at the zoo as well. It's used to people. What isn't cool is most of the shit that's in the ocean. Mm, are we talking about some sort of boneless animal today? No. Oh, a cartilage animal. What the fuck is a cartilage animal? Sharks. Yeah, we're talking about those. Okay, yeah. Because Well, I mean, they've got bones, but only jaw bones and teeth. They got a lot of teeth. I thought we might be talking about like blue bottles or. Blue you know what? Octopuses. You know what? It's actually the most terrifying thing in the Australian Ocean is a box jellyfish. Yeah, they suck. They touch you, you're dead, and they're fucking tiny, and you can't see them. Do they really kill you? Yeah. Really? Yes. Ugh. Maybe double Google that. Double Google that. <laughs> double Google Don't just that. Google it once. Google it twice. <laughs> because I'm like, I'm fairly certain they kill you. Well, box jellyfish kill you i look at the first thing that comes up mm. the box jellyfish is the most venomous on the planet there mm. you go yeah it is so venomous it will kill you within two minutes if you receive two meters or more tentacle contact mm-hmm. if the tentacle touches the skin it results in a very painful sting i reckon like a lot of people disappear at sea then you know they probably just get hit by a box jellyfish well box jellyfish i think are in the north oh well so like where people generally don't really get in the ocean anyway because you know crocs might eat you or no, they probably get in the ocean a lot more because it's nice. <laughs> but yeah, basically, box jellyfish are tiny. You can barely see them. And yeah, basically, if they touch you, you're dead. The blue-ringed octopus, despite its small size, carries enough venom to kill 26 adult humans within minutes. Yeah, no, you shouldn't touch them. Remember that video not long ago where that like guy last was... last year, some tourist was yeah. holding a bloody blue-ringed octopus in and his I'm like, hand. you are so lucky. And everyone's like, fuck. I mean, they are very pretty octopi. I understand why he would have been tempted to pick it up. But also, why would you pick up an octopus? Leave it alone. Yeah. Like, it's a nice looking animal, but also... Like, don't touch it? Like, most brightly colored animals, it's a warning. Yeah. (laughs) Most animals don't want to be seen, and if they're letting you see them... There's a reason. Unless it's like a bird, in which case its reason is like, I want to fuck. That's different. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay. We're we're talking about a shark here. What kind of shark was it? Uh, Gotta be honest with you. What kind of shark was it? Gotta be honest... Don't know. Let me start the story because I think we've just crapped on for 20 minutes. <laughs> Cameron Pearman, who was 13 at the time, this happened in 2014, by the way, was surfing with his cousin when a shark bit him on the leg at Pyramids Beach, which is apparently 80k south of Perth. South? Would there be- obviously, there are sharks. I don't know why I'm saying would there be sharks. There obviously are because fucking bit him. You know the story. You know the story. You might have told it before. Yeah, in one of the test episodes. I said oh, that at the beginning. okay. Right, that was this story. Yeah. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> we crapped on so long that you forgot I even said that. No, I thought this, for some reason I thought it was a story about your balloons you said that as well. But that was just an episode you've been holding on to for a long time. Yeah. And oh, okay. you actually did read out the headline of that one to me once before. Yes, I do remember in the headline. So, okay. okay. So oh, You can't. You've already done the story. You can't have it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Carry on. I'll react shocked. What? Yeah. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> a shark? 
Cameron, who is obviously tougher than I will ever be, um, was really just unfazed by the whole, you know, a shark biting him thing. And uh, rode his bicycle 2K home and ate some raisin toast. Before uh, his, raisin toast is pretty good, but... Before his father took him to the hospital. That. The headline for this article is, Boy, 13, casually rides bike home and eats raisin toast after being bitten on the leg by a two-meter shark. I mean, that's more, like, impressive than the Kiwi guy who got bit by a shark, stitched himself up on the beach, and then went into the pub to have a beer. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so I got a quote from Cameron. Um, it came up underneath me and bit my leg. Then it just swam off. I only saw it for a split second, just a head and a tail. I had a bit of an adrenaline rush, so I didn't really feel it. I had some raisin toast. It was good. Solid. Raisin toast is good. I feel like the raisin toast made way more of an impression on him <laughs> than the shark <laughs> biting. Toast, right? <laughs> I guess just how he's dealing with the trauma. Hmm? Yeah, he's just gone into shock and like, like it's how he's dealing and with the trauma. He's like, he's, he's in shock and he's like, you know what make me feel better right raisin now? Toast. Raisin toast. Raisin toast. Raisin <laughs> toast. Is there photos of his leg? I think there was somewhere, wasn't there? There is, yeah. Ooh. Do you want to see it now? Yeah. There he is and there is his leg. Yeah, like they don't look like huge teeth marks, but they are so far apart. That was a wide mouth yeah. shark. Well, the- I have a feeling that if it had really wanted to, it would have taken his leg clean off. Yeah. I don't think it really wanted to. It was more about, that's not raisin toast. <laughs> It was probably more like, oh, I'll have a nibble at this. Oh, it's not a seal. I'm not interested. Like most sharks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, look, it's it's a significant injury. There's a lot of blood there. It's a cool story as well. Um, But, I mean, it it's not a life-threatening injury. Like he, no, he will be fine. He will be fine. He broke um, home for 2Ks. It can't be that bad. Yeah. <laughs> you know, people do stupid shit when they've got oh, the adrenaline God. going and, and everything. But, like, he'll be fine. It's not great. But he'll he be was fine. like standing there on his, at his kitchen counter eating raisin toast, blood pouring out of his leg, and his dad walks in and goes, "What the fuck, son?" And he's like, "Oh, it's just raisin toast, Dad." <laughs> okay, so I included this little tidbit because I feel like it was a sign. So this was the first time that Cameron had been back surfing since breaking his wrist. Stay out of the ocean. Did he break his wrist surfing though? I don't know, but I feel like it's a sign to just not go in it. I feel like a broken wrist probably would hurt more than the shark bite. Having not been bitten by a shark or broken. Oh. I was going to say, I've broken my wrist. I might have broken my toe. No, breaking your wrist hurts way more than your toe. I've broken I my can toe imagine. Too. Like my toe, I just couldn't walk the next day and I taped it up and I never went to the doctor to confirm it. Breaking a bone is... Ve- are you never broken a bone apart from like your toe? Apart from probably my toe, no. Breaking a bone is one of the weirdest Pains? things because like... it. It's painful, but nowhere near as painful as you think a broken bone would be. Because I've always imagined they were screaming pain. No. I mean, unless like you've got like a break that's poking through your leg or something. Mm. It, it just doesn't. Like I imagined that the pain in my mind that I had imagined was way worse. Than what it was. Than the actual pain that I experienced. Mm. And I broke my wrist in two places. Like I didn't half do it. But it still wasn't. I'm not going to say it wasn't that bad. It was still painful. Just yeah. not as I, like, not as bad as I So imagined. I've always, like, I've, it's been a, so all those things I've just sort of feared my whole life, like breaking a bone, which is probably why I've never done one, because it's always been, I've always just been so afraid of it. Like, I mean, I'm like, it sucks. Sounds scary. But, like, sounds painful. you get through it. Like, it's not, the pain part lasts not that long. The shitty part is having the cast on. Mm. That sucks. <laughs> Although the new cast they have now that they 3D print and they're, like, mesh shaped, they look pretty cool. Oh, really? Yeah, the new cast. I just had an really old. Cool. Plaster cast. Yeah. Your arm could still breathe, obviously, and stuff like that. And, like, it's quite light as well. They're neat. I I, I did it in year seven. And all I can remember is, like, because I couldn't write because it was my right hand that, like, like, that I'd done. And um, being so fucking bored at school because I couldn't do anything. But I had to be in class. And uh, putting rulers down my cast because it got really itchy in there. Oh, yeah. The kids sign it, though? 
Yeah. Cool. And wrote swear words because that's oh. what that's what thirteen year olds do because <laughs> they think they're hardcore with their swear words. We've gotten so off track here. Um, this is our most eclectic episode yet. <laughs> I feel like I'd rather hear people crap on for an hour than listen to a politician at this point. So it's the same thing, isn't it? Ah! Ah! Okay. <laughs> so if we really want this to be like ScoMo's thing, I'd be like, hello, everyone. Stop it. I don't have coronavirus. <laughs> I'm not hard of breathing at all. <gasps> You shouldn't disobey me. <laughs> I was sent here by God. He was. He seems out of breath to me. That thing. Are you okay, Scott? You have the Rona. You're short of breath, Scott. His forehead's looking a bit shiny, Scott. You got a fever? He was around Dutton. Dutton had the Rona. Oh, but been 24 hours, so he's immune or something. God. <laughs> Thank God the state governments at least are somewhat competent compared to the federal. I know, right? You know things are bad when Gladys is more logical than ScoMo. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Bloody Gladys. Gladys. But yeah, that's a name. <laughs> <laughs> so back to our shark story. Oh, yeah, it's still going. <laughs> a surf life saving WA spokesman said that the shark's mouth must have been pretty big because one bite created eight to nine punctures and there was a reasonable amount of blood. He said, with force, it could have been far worse. Cameron wants to go surfing again tomorrow, but his father wasn't too sure. <laughs> Honestly, Cam- Cameron is like the level of give no fucks that I want to be. Cameron should probably think more about self-preservation. I mean, Like, maybe. I don't want Cameron in charge of the country. Probably not. Still, like, I want to be this not bothered. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, they closed the beach for 24 hours. They did spot it, but couldn't find it again. So they just closed the beach for 24 hours, and then they reopened it, and that was it. Nice. So the shark's fine. Yeah. I hate that. I hate, like, culling. Yeah. Ah, oh, one shark. We better go into the ocean where the sharks live, and we went into our, on our own voluntary choice. Yeah. And kill all the sharks. And, oh, we didn't get the right one. We'll kill another shark. Cut it open. Oh, it's still not the right one because there's no body inside of it. Let's just keep killing sharks. I need to do that story about the shark throwing up the arm. That's a good story. That's a good story. It's an old-timey one, but it's a good story. The thing is, the the majority of people that get attacked by sharks in Australia are surfers because I actually never realized it until I seen that, you know how they do the silhouette Silhouette thing? thing. It does look like a seal. It it looks like you look like a seal. I can totally see why a shark mistakes you for a seal. A shark is like, oh, yeah, good. But most of the surfers who survive and, uh, you know, live to tell the tale don't want the shark to be killed. Yeah. I think most of the surfers who do it, they understand, like, that's the risk you take of the sport. You know, it's kind of like. Uh, skydivers mm. or base jumpers they know what the risk is but they're still going to do it uh it's the community who's like ah! yeah so and it's just like let's go panic, out and kill, kill a random sharks, shark for like no how reason they go out and panic buy toilet paper <laughs> what's the bet it's the same people it probably is okay well that brings us to my final story <laughs> why is that funny i don't know <laughs> do you like the royal easter show I love the Royal Easter show. I only went once. I wasn't impressed, but I can understand. I went as a teenager for the first time. I thought it was okay. I've been as an adult and had an absolutely fabulous time. Maybe I should go again one day. One day when it's open. Because it's been (laughs) cancelled. Coronavirus Australia. Sydney Royal Easter show. Show bags available online. The show bags aren't even the best part of the show, though. As far as I understand... They're the biggest rip-off of the show. It's the part anyone ever cares about. Because when I was a kid, everyone's like, oh, yeah, the show bags. And then I went... And I saw the show bags and I'm like, eh. I don't know. Some of them are good. Some of them are good value for money. Others, not so much. The things I enjoyed were watching the chickens get blow dried and the woodchop racing. The woodchop racing is so good. Obviously, that's a sport that happens like all the time, but comes to the Easter show. Because it was. It was like when I went, it was like an Australian team, a New Zealand team, an American yeah. team, and a Canadian team. 
and they all it's race so to cut through a log of wood the quickest. Look, that sounds really boring when you put it like that, but it is so entertaining. And the car gets into it. Yeah, and like there's just like wood Canada flying everywhere, it, and there's a massive accident. It's great. I thought it was weird that Canada was the worst team. Aren't they the country of lumberjacks? I was going to say, I think if I think of a lumberjack, I do think Canadian. I think it was New Zealand who won, actually, because it's got like a giant Maori guy. And he's like, I'm just going to cut the tree. <laughs> I don't know. My favorite part of the East show was always the animals. The animals are what I went for. Yeah, a lot of animals. A lot of animals. A lot so, of farm animals. A lot of like ag- agriculture kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, well, it's a, it's like a farm show, basically. Easter basically, yeah. yeah. Well, Royal Easter show was cancelled due to the ongoing coronavirus outbreak. Bullshit. But I get you it. You don't have to miss out on the popular show bags. What's this year's, like, what's the have to have show bag of this year? Uh, I'm not too sure. It doesn't really mention the article, but. I'm going to Google it. So then. as I've written, as you probably heard, the Sydney Royal Easter show has been cancelled. It was one of the first major victims of the federal government ban on non essential gatherings of 500 people or more. Back, remember when it was only 500? Yeah. Feels like it was so long ago. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I think it's down to like 100 or something now, isn't it? Or even less. Yeah, I think it's a hundred. I don't know. I should admit, I kind of stopped room, reading. You don't have twenty-five people or something now. I, I stopped reading the news. I, don't know, I just stay away from other people's. All I understand. Yeah. <laughs> so Sydney World Easter Show is actually Australia's biggest annual ticketed event. Hmm. There was nine hundred thousand attendees last year. Uh, One point six million show bags were sold last year. So most people who go are Whoa. getting two. Yeah. Even though they're a bit of a ripoff. You still get them. It's kind of like going to the movies and getting popcorn. It is. You know, like, you know you're paying, you're paying too, much, too much for it. part of it. And the movie theater needs to make its money somehow. Really, there's only one show bag that's ever worth getting. Mm. And I don't know if they do it anymore, actually. It's the Birdie Beetle show bag. This year, 65 show bags, including Simpsons, Marvel, and of course, Birdie Beetle. They still do sell it? I thought that Birdie Beetle I was discontinued. Which I have in brackets here is the only time he's relevant, because I've never seen Birdie Beetles outside of the Easter show. Yeah, they're so fucking good, though. It's just a Fred of Frog, ain't it? No, no, no. It's like, um, it's more like... A coconut rough kind of thing. Oh. They're really good. Okay. Uh, but they're available for sale online. So if you want a Bertie, Bertie Beetle Easter show show bag, you can get one right now at showbagshop.com.au. I'm, I'm looking it up. Showbagshop.com.au. Quote here. We are pleased to announce that we've been working furiously to prepare our warehouse to dispatch show bags and our range is now available online. You may have missed out on the Easter show, but you can still get your show bags delivered direct to your door. That's Emily Williams, co-owner of Chicane Showbags, which mm. it should be alliteration, but they've spelled Chicane spelled with a C, so boo on them. You can get a Birdie Beetle bulk bundle, which has 250 Birdie Beetle chocolates with a limited edition cap for only $79. Guys, that's what are your, you doing with your life? That's, that's your whole diet set for your entire isolation. Yeah, just Birdie Beetles. What did you do on your 35 days locked in the house? Oh, wait, there's a bigger one. You can get one with 350 Birdie Beetle Can you get chocolates. one that's just one big beetle? <laughs> just like a three so. kilo slab of Birdie Beetle. Literally, when you go onto the website, it's all like the first 10 listings are all Birdie Beetle. <laughs> it's the only time he's relevant, I swear. I've ne- I never see it outside like outside the Easter show. No one talks about it. I never see it in shops. And it comes around and everyone's like, I want the Birdie Beetle show bag. And I'm like, who is he? But that's like, that's why you get excited because you could, you only see it at the Easter show. I suppose so. Uh, we're excited. We are so excited to bring our best range of show bags ever to the show. While this has been a huge blow for our small business, we understand the health of Australians is the most important thing. Oh my God, you can get an Elvis show bag. An Elvis show bag yeah. is the most Australian thing I've ever seen. Uh, so it's actually only the third time in the show's history that it's been cancelled. Why was it cancelled before? Due to the Great Depression. Well, I mean, that makes sense. And another time due to the Spanish flu. And I wrote, funny how history repeats. 
Because it so would have been about 100, 100 years ago. <laughs> it would have been about 100 years ago, I wonder. I was like, was it cancelled in... Do you reckon it was cancelled in 1920? That'd be pretty funny. Can you Google it? Probably. It's funny. <laughs> do they still do the Coke show bag? Because honestly, that was usually the one, like the only one that was worth getting. Like it was good value for money kind of thing. Because you usually got like some cool shit in it. It doesn't look like you can get Coke or Pepsi ones anymore. Because, yeah, the, like when I was in high school, the Coke and Pepsi like show bags were the only ones worth getting. Bugger. Royal Easter Show cancelled for the first time since 1919. So close. So close. So Damn close. it, COVID-19. You came too late to Australia. <laughs> I don't know if that's... That's a weird statement. Yeah. I just want to get my 350 Birdie Beetle chocolates. <laughs> All right. Well, order it yourself then. <laughs> it's $99. <laughs> What else I don't have $99 on? to spend on chocolate. Look, they said you need. we need to spend to stop the economy collapsing. Again, I don't have $99 to spend the way on to chocolate. Showbags will save Australia's economy. Sure. You had the Deadpool showbag. What's in it? A unicorn? A t-shirt, a tote bag, a key ring, a cap, a cup Why of do you get kind? a tote bag in the showbag? Why isn't the showbag just the tote bag? It probably is. Better be. But it's pictured. And some socks. Deadpool's all about those socks. Oh, yeah. You can, get, you can get a Dragon Ball Z show bag. Oh, what's in it? Goku? A backpack. Mm-hmm. A cap. Mm-hmm. Looks like some temporary tattoos. Oh, hard. These are meant for children. You realize that all these show bags are meant for children, right? Yeah. Okay. Some socks. Again, what's with the socks? Weird socks are in. There is a Sailor Moon show bag. <laughs> I need to get They're it. They're for children. It's all for children. <laughs> it's a Sailor Moon show bag. <laughs> it has a fucking Sailor Moon backpack, okay? And a cup. And a notebook. And socks. What the fuck was that noise? Demons. I have to sleep in this house. Not in this room, though. You'll be fine. <laughs> okay, well, I think that probably wraps it up for this week. Oh, God, was that our last story? Yeah, that was the last story. <laughs> this might be a short episode. Welcome to episode 14. 15? Whatever episode it is, our shortest episode yet. No, I think it's 14. I, I think, think it's you're 14, right. It's yeah. 14. Because the last episode was Friday the 13th, and we recorded it. And it was the 13th That's episode. That's true. That's true. And the things went wrong. I kind of didn't think it would go that quick, though. <laughs> yeah, but every other week, I'm like, fuck, it's gone too long, and I've got to edit all this crap out of it, so... Yeah. Know. Well, I mean, you know, maybe it'll be an easier yeah, job okay. for you. Yeah, I'm spending all of tomorrow editing it. So I was going to say, fun. wish CJ luck, because it's going to be his first solo editing um, venture, but I'm sure he's going to do fine. I'm going to cry. <laughs> no, you're not. It'll but be fine. like... But I'm also like, well, I don't know how many days off I've got ahead of me. So what's spending one doing actual work? It's still not actual work. I'm still looking at some lines. Yeah. It's not like you're enjoying this mini episode of Fuck Me Dead and whatever we call our show. <laughs> <laughs> Should be back next week. Maybe not with some... I'll try to do better on my story front. We'll see what happens. Maybe things will get better in the next week. I'm really if not, I've got positive here. But... Really murderous stories I could use. I feel like we shouldn't bring out the murders mm. while people are afraid of dying. Mm. Mm. The other one's not much better. There's no dying in it, but it's bad. You know, I as long as they're like interesting, I don't think there's anything wrong with doing them. I'm just more, um, I guess, a bit conscious of the fact that people's mental health probably isn't at the greatest space right now. And I don't want to really add to people thinking about shitty things, if that makes sense. Yeah. It's different if you like seek I, out I a true crime podcast and that's what you're expecting. Yeah, I'll definitely but... find some more. Silly stories, I suppose, if I can. Mm. Uh, but we'll see how I go with that, given my track record so far. <laughs> I wouldn't hold your breath, especially because it'll be a whole week and you're likely to pass out. Um, so as always. Okay. Are you going to start the spiller already? If you want. I was just going to say, like, thanks for hanging out again. We appreciate it. You're probably bored at home and need entertainment anyway. But, uh, I mean. <laughs> 
Yes, we got a request to do five episodes a week, which we cannot do. No. Because I'm still working like 50 hours a week. Can't do it. Um, But (laughs) just, you know, look after yourselves and make sure you're all safe and okay. Yeah. If if you're bored or you're not feeling great or whatever, send us a DM. We'll talk to you. I can't can't say we can help. We'll have a chat. I'm paid leave until further notice. So. Yeah. I'm free all the time. That's always an option if you feel you want to. (laughs) Or until further notice. Yeah, I'm free until further notice. Hmm. So, yeah, offers there. If you need to take it up, feel free. Um, but, yeah, otherwise, I hope that you're healthy and you're okay and you're safe and you're doing all the the stuff we're meant to be doing right now. But, uh, yeah, we'll be back next week with some frivolity, hopefully. <laughs> and hopefully probably still live from our solida- consol- consolidation. Consolidation. Isolation. <laughs> consolidation bugger. Are, are we, like, consolidating our debts or something? <laughs> from our fortress of solitude. <laughs> yeah. yeah, as always, if you'd like to submit stories that you'd like us to cover on the podcast or give us some feedback or anything at all, really, you can email us at fuckmedeadpod. F, F me dead. dead. Pod, F me dead pod at gmail.com. Because Google won't let us swear. Cowards. Damn Google. Uh, Twitter's really probably the best place to get us. Fuck me dead pod. Yeah, absolutely. On Twitter. I am always on Twitter. Love a good tweet. Uh, and of course, we've got a website, which I think is fuckmedeadpodcast.com. Yes. I remembered it. I can kind of remember I just it had to here. double check it. <laughs> Those noises in the background are our cat jumping on a box. She shouldn't be jumping on. Pixie, behave yourself. That doesn't sound like she's behaving herself. No, she's not. <laughs> Pixie. Pixie. Sit down. She's looking at me blankly. Like okay, just gets her well, let's wrap this up and get done with. Uh, always wear, subscribe, share us, give us a like. It's not it's Snap not YouTube. us on the chats. I don't have Snapchat. Neither do I. TikTok <laughs> us. I mean, I have that, but only to watch the TikToks. When I should be asleep. And of course, we're on every bloody streaming platform imaginable. So if you've got a friend who wants to listen to podcasts, but he's like, I don't like that. Well, he's got no excuse. Or she. Or they. Whatever. Whatever they do choose to identify as. Because we're on every podcasting platform there is, as far as I'm aware. Including some I've never heard of before. Same. Yeah, I'd never heard of some of them. Like, oh, wow, that's a thing that exists. Cool. Yeah. I think that about wraps it up. I'm going to turn my chair around and... Yell at a cat. Yell at a cat. (laughs) (laughs) Or she wants another dinner. Yeah, probably. This is, this is probably an, an acting out of wanting another dinner. Anyway, until next time. Goodbye. Bye. Pixie, I swear to God. <laughs>